Today, we're breaking down the fighting Illini along with the three keys to victory for Minnesota and also what will this offense look like. You are no locked on happens, Golden no Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You are listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet money line right now. So be sure to go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. But we are talking about breaking down those fighting Illini today. And I want to dive right in because this is a team that that line is shrinking. The Gophers were favored by three and a half and it is getting smaller and smaller by the minute, even with it being a home game at Minnesota. So let's talk about the players that Illinois has going for them along with are the injuries on the Minnesota offense. What is causing this line to shrink? We're going to dive in today on that breakdown, the three keys to victory and finally what this offense will look like. Now, when we're jumping into the Illinois team, this is a team that has been struggling in the West and for the most of the entire season, to be honest. Now, Illinois kicked off the 2023 season with a late win versus Toledo. And then they went on to lose their next two matchups, but got another victory on the board, single score again to a middling FAU team. So this team has been all over the board. Now, Illinois has one conference win in five tries, and that one win came against a Maryland team that has been absolutely sputtering since that Ohio State game. So you talk about Maryland was on a decline. Illinois finally maybe found a little bit of magic, a little bit of something to get it going, but they haven't been getting it going across the conference because other than that, Illinois has lost its three West Division matchups against each of the three new head coaches in the entire division. They lost to Purdue, they lost to Nebraska, and they lost to Wisconsin. Now, this should be a prime opportunity for Coach Fleck to exercise his coaching demons. Uh, This would be the second one on the season. First, we had Iowa and Kirk Ferentz, and he got that taken care of. Now, he needs to get it taken care of with Brett Bielema, his friend, his coaching comrade. him Him and Bielema have a good relationship together. They were both talking about Iowa together this offseason which Fleck mentioned in one of his pressers following the Iowa or either before or after that Iowa game but regardless when we're looking at this Illinois team let's break it down on offense they have quarterback Luke Altmeyer. he is a transfer in from Ole Miss he has shown flashes and moments for his program just like Ethan has for Minnesota but he's also shown some hiccups and some mistakes on the field as well now Altmeyer comes from Ole Miss like I said so he worked with Lane Kiffin the past year or year and a half I can't remember if he was an early enrollee or not but thus far in his first year as a starter he is passing for 63%, 1,671 pass yards, and 10 touchdowns to 9 interceptions. So he's turned the ball over quite a bit as well. Now, the biggest aspect of advantage, in my opinion, with Luke Altmaier comes with his mobility. 
which has saved Illinois at times, but clearly not enough because this quarterback has been sacked 31 times so far on the season. Now, he is the second leading rusher on the Illinois team with 301 yards, only 28 yards behind the leading running back. And he also has a team high of three rushing touchdowns. So the biggest aspect of his advantage is that mobility but luckily the Gophers have had some preparation with mobile quarterbacks having played one in almost every single game this season outside of Iowa you kick it over to the running back position the run game has been a struggle for the Illini on the season so far what was assumed to be a committee of Reggie Love and Josh McCray now after injuries sees freshman Caden Fegan taking over the last few weeks. He leads the room with 67 touches for 329 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Love has been in and out this season and has dealt with some injuries, and he has 51 carries for 257 yards and a touchdown, though I'm not sure if he'll be ready to play in this weekend. Then you go to the wide receivers position, and they have three distinct players, a core of three guys, in Isaiah Williams, Pat Bryant, and Casey Washington. Now, all of these guys are upperclassmen. They're holding the room together, but Isaiah Williams is the leader by every means because he is the player who is a top three player in the Big Ten when it comes to receiving yards with 562 yards total, but he only has one touchdown on the season so far. So he, he has the ability to create separation and get yardage, but he hasn't been able to punch it into the end zone as of late. He also is showing more and more flashes as a weapon in the return game. So Isaiah Williams is a player that the Gophers will absolutely circle in this game. Now, Pat Bryant is another receiver, and like he's a 6'3 wide receiver with 319 yards and leads the room with five touchdowns. So he has kind of been that red zone threat for them as they get closer. Now, finally, you've got Casey Washington, 271 total yards. But aside from those three, there is not much production in the wide receiver room. Now, Malik Elzey was a true freshman coming in this year that had some hype to him. I believe he's dealt with some injuries, but I'm only worried right now about those three main guys. You move over to the tight ends, two tight ends with some involvement, Ryman and Moore. Ryman has 156 yards, two touchdowns, while Moore has 137 and one. The two of them have combined for a total of 23 receptions on the season. They're players that maybe haven't popped, but you have to respect them in the passing game. So the Gophers are going to have to keep an eye on both tight ends. But the biggest weakness of this offense by far has been the offensive line. Now, this thing has been an absolute sieve for the Illinois Fighting Illini. They have allowed 31 sacks so far in the season. That's ninth most in the entire country, and teams are averaging almost four sacks a game against the Fighting Illini. Now, they have a player who was touted as an NFL prospect in Julian Pearl, and he has a slightly above average PFF grade of a 66.7. But aside from him, no Illini offensive lineman, not even one that's taken a minimal amount of snaps, maybe 10 or so snaps, and usually you can find a good grade from him. No, not a single one besides from him has a grade above a 60. So most of them are in the 50s or lower. It has been tough sledding for this offensive line, and that should present a lot of opportunities for this young defensive line of the Gophers that has been clicking more and more as the season goes. Now flipping to the Illini defense, this was one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the country last year, a top five defense for sure last season. 
quite the opposite this year. The defense entered the year with a lot of hype with their front seven returning a lot of players and looked like maybe the best in football, but it has seen a major drop off statistically this season. You're talking about a team that was first, second, 10th or less in every category basically last year as a defense. This year, 78th in pass defense, 88th in rush defense, 92nd in total defense, 82nd in scoring defense, 78th in turnovers, and 112th in in the nation when it comes to sacks average. So this team is falling apart defensively, and there should be all sorts of opportunities for the Gophers to get something going with their offense. It's been progressing over the last few weeks, but this is the week where you got to put it together and light it up, get confident, and go crazy. Now, this team, Illinois, is known for the law firm of Newton and Randolph, the two interior defensive linemen that have been absolutely crazy last year. Now, the two interior defensive linemen were some of the best in the country last year, but Randolph has been hurt this year. Johnny Newton, the best interior defensive lineman in the country and a future NFL guy, probably a day one guy luckily for the Gophers, is suspended for the first half of this game due to a targeting call in the fourth quarter versus Wisconsin. Now, the thought is that Randolph, Keith Randolph Jr., could be back this matchup. And even so, that brings into question how healthy would he be or would he be playing at like 75% or a step or two behind that? Could be the difference for the Gophers in capitalizing still in the run game against that interior defensive line. Now, the secondary for the Illinois Fighting Line was immense last year. They had multiple guys get drafted and they took hits to those NFL departures. But it's absolutely being felt. They they tried to fill the room. They tried to answer the call with a bunch of transfers this year and some younger guys, but it hasn't been working out. It feels piecemealed together with so many transfers and young players, but the defense as a whole has not been good or even really average in any category. So hopefully this facing a defense like this that has been banged up, struggling, and frustrated should help Minnesota's offense build on what seems like a slow progression from the last two weeks. There should be openings for the Gophers team to continue to find holes in the passing game and protect our already hampered running back room on overuse or too many touches in this one. This game is going to be all about getting the offense gelling on the back stretch of this season. So if our next two games are going to be on the road at Purdue and at Ohio State, those are both hostile environments. Then you come back home to Wisconsin, a rivalry game that is always going to get the best effort. They've lost the axe back-to-back years. They're going to be coming with all the rage and all of the fire. So Minnesota has to have a passing game that is at least consistent to pair with the strong ground game, plain and simple, to finish this year successfully. This is a game where you get that confidence, you click together, you take opportunities, you take chances, and you get Ethan going. The defense has to remain standing strong for us, and it probably will keep us in the game in most of those situations. But if you can do that, then this one should play into the favor of Minnesota at home. We have seen it falter before, so hopefully we can continue to see growth from the young players as we did in the key minutes of the Iowa and Michigan State games. But what we're going to do next is talk about the three keys to victory. That's what's coming up next here at Locked On Golden Gophers. 
First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because right now you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, so go to fanduel.com slash locked on to take advantage of that bet. And if you look at the money line for this Minnesota game, if you look at it, it's one and a half points. Now it started out three and a half in the favor of the Gophers, moved down to two and a half about two days ago, and now it's currently at one and a half. It keeps skewing towards Illinois. It's a Minnesota home game. Illinois has looked out of sorts. I would absolutely take this Minnesota line as it is. So I think the Gophers can get it done. I think the Gophers have what it takes to beat this Illinois team that has been struggling and take advantage of that line probably being the lowest it will be since it is a Minnesota home game. I can't see it flipping into the favor of Illinois on the road. So go take advantage of one and a half before it slowly creeps its way back up. And now is the time to do that over at FanDuel where you can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning money line bet. Take the money line of the Gophers and you will get it done. You can also bet on things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, Gophers fans, let's talk about the three keys to victory for this week against the Illinois Fighting Illini. And the first one is absolutely pressure, pressure, and pressure again. Now, the past two weeks, Minnesota has averaged 13 pressures a game. You've got to keep that up and then some. You had three sacks against Iowa, and then you had one sack against Michigan State, but it came at a perfect time in that game but you're gonna need at least two or three sacks on this Illinois team to keep the quarterback frazzled to hopefully put him into positions to turn the ball over and with another young quarterback who has a propensity to turn the ball over you have to get there and create chaos for him now different blitz packages and successful pressures could be the difference for this Gophers team not only in creating turnovers not only in getting this quarterback on his heels but also to give our secondary some breathing room, some shielding, and hopefully hide any openings that are present. The Gophers have been pretty good at this the last two games, and they need to get even better at it against Illinois to keep the win streak going. You move on to key point number two to victory, and that is keep this passing game flowing all game. It can't be, okay, we got the lead, now let's run, because that is what is going to get this team hurt by an Illinois team that you should absolutely be able to beat. Wisconsin beat Illinois with a balanced passing attack. They didn't lean away from a young, inexperienced Braden Locke, who came in since, uh, uh, what's his name, Mordecai, was injured in that Iowa game. Now, this was his best game by far. Locke's best game came against this Illinois team. Now, he only threw for about 50%, but they gave him 41 attempts, and he came out with 240 yards and a touchdown. It was by far his best game, and that should present a similar opportunity for Ethan Kalik Manis, who seems to be clicking more and more over the past few weeks. Now, this Illinois secondary, like we said, has been basically rebuilt from last year and there are still openings and there are still weaknesses all over with it. So hopefully Minnesota can keep passing the game and you can't just bail on the first sign of a mistake, on the first sign of some some adversity. Oh, we're not running the ball anymore. Give it to the running back for 400 times. We've seen it. We've seen it work. But we've also seen it hurt us and let teams back into the game. This is one of the games where you need to capitalize. You need to put the foot on their throats, pedal to the metal in that first half because, like I said, Johnny Newton is out and suspended for the first half. So go out there, get you a lead, 
but then don't just sit on it. Don't just coast. Keep putting the pressure on. That means keep the passing game flowing because when Johnny Newton comes in, he is going to be a difference maker. He's going to be a run stopper, and he's going to put pressure on the quarterback. So if you can get that pass game flowing, get the rhythm going and the confidence going in first half without him, hopefully things quick click faster in the quick game when he returns in the second half. And finally, the third point is to adjust to stop the quarterback in the run game sooner than later. Now, the Gophers have taken on a lot of running quarterbacks this season, ample practice against mobile quarterbacks. You've got uh, Jeff Sims, who the Gophers played. You've got Smith from Eastern Michigan, Drake May, Ben Bryant, uh, Zeon Chris, J.J. McCarthy, and even Sam Levitt or Levitt from Michigan State, they all had great usage with their legs. But Minnesota has typically stopped them at some point, but sometimes it took far too long. You look at Nebraska with Jeff Sims. He had basically 95 rushing yards in that first half. Now, we absolutely put him on his butt in the second half, had him turn the ball over left and right, but he, they were gaining a lot of momentum with his ground game usage. Hopefully, the Gophers can figure it out before the first half in this in this one. Louisiana, similar case. He was running all over us in that first half, keeping the drives extended in the first half and Zeon Chris. In the second half, the Gophers got the pressure going, put him on his backside, put him into interception territory, and all of a sudden, the game was in our favor. Sam Levitt came in in the late second half of the last game, and he had two full drives where he was really moving the ball on the Gophers with his legs mainly. Now, they got there eventually. They took him out of it, and all of a sudden, he turned the ball over, and we're looking at icing that game away, but it took too long to slow down these running quarterbacks. So they have to get it done, and they have to get it done sooner when it comes to Luke Altmeyer, who can get it done with his arm and his legs. Now, we've seen those types, Drake May, Ben Bryant, really give problems by creating extended plays, and we can't allow Luke Altmeyer to do that, or we could be looking at another loss like we did in both of those games. So the prep and the adjustments have to happen quicker than the half, and they have to try and get Illinois out of this quickly. If you can create issues for this quarterback, the Illinois offense tends to struggle with no consistent ground game. Those are the three keys to victory versus Illinois. But the final thing that we have to talk about on today's show is what will this offense look like? Because there are injuries all over the running back room. Will Darius Taylor be back? We're going to talk about that and more coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about eBay Motors because living here in Minnesota, you know that it is officially getting to that winter time. And that means you have to be prepared now more than ever with the right parts, the right prices, and you might have to get them snow tires going. So you can get all of that and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to to level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your ride or die, and that is absolutely necessary when it comes to the cold in your vehicle here in Minnesota because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. So with all the parts you need and the prices you want, you can turn your car into the MVP and bring home that dub. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply in the eBay guaranteed fit, which means you will get your money back if that part doesn't fit. It's only for U.S. customers.
All right, Gophers fans, let's talk about what this offense is going to look like here versus Illinois because the running back room, will they be missing key pieces again? We're talking about Zach Evans was gone last week. Darius Taylor was gone last week. And we've heard that some Gophers players have been changing numbers, have been prepping to be running backs that weren't initially running backs to help the depth issues here. So you got Sean Tyler, but Sean Tyler's been putting the ball on the ground and it looks like he's been slowly getting iced out of these game plans. So you got Jordan Newbin. You've seen what Jordan Newbin can do now, but I don't know if Jordan Newbin's going to get 40 attempts in 200 yards in every game. Plus that, that, that math right there, the 40 attempts, 200 yards and taking all that beating is how our other running backs have gotten hurt on the season. So hopefully you have maybe 25 or so carries for Jordan Newbin if those guys can't go. Now we know Bryce Williams also out for the season. So this running back room is absolutely a hospital wing right now. So with that, what is going to happen? Well, we know Jordan Newbin is going to be ready for this game, but beyond him, what does that look like? Max Grand is a player who could potentially maybe put his name in the running, but also the Gophers have made Xander Rockow and uh, Zaquan Bryan. Both of those guys have been practicing with the running backs room in this late stages. And now with only four games left, they can maintain their red shirt ability while also maybe getting some snaps and some carries and taking the workload off of some of these guys. So don't be surprised. Even though Zaquan Bryan was a cornerback, it is a cornerback and Xander Rakow is a linebacker. Both of them had touched the ball a ton in high school. Both of them were recently in high school a year ago from now. So they still have some creative abilities and could maybe see a couple touches. Don't be shocked if you see that this weekend. So Zaquan Bryan, Xander Rakow could enter their names into maybe a, a couple of touches, but Jordan Newbin will probably lead this room moving forward if Darius Taylor and Zach Evans can't go. Now, my gut is telling me, Based on what we heard PJ Flex say in the last presser after the game, he basically said that there has been some surgical, a few of the guys' injuries have been surgical, a few of them. Now, we know Bryce Williams probably was surgical, seeing as he's out for the year. But aside from that, you've got Darius Taylor, you've got Zach Evans. Who else is having a surgical injury? So I'm thinking one of those guys' injuries could maybe be bigger than what we anticipated. Now, if you're looking at how how the injuries shook out after they happened in those games. Zach Evans was no longer wearing his jersey or anything like that on the sidelines in the Iowa game. He was in sweatpants after the game, and then he was out again in this past game, of course. So that's one where I'm kind of scared. Is he done for the year? And if he is, that means he could maybe get a medical red shirt, having only seen snaps in three games so far this season. So maybe Zach Evans could be done for the year. Not 100% sure on that, but that definitely puts the Gophers' plans into some jeopardy when it comes to this run game. Now, Darius Taylor, I expect he'll probably be back at some point this season because, like I said, we saw him grabbing his hamstring a little bit in that Iowa game, but it didn't look like it was anything that we were like, whoa, this kid is injured and something bad is happening. And No, nothing like that. Whereas Zach Evans, we knew he was down on the field for a long time. So I think Darius Taylor will be back at some point this year, but I'm not sure if it's going to be for this Illinois game. In fact, I would probably lean away from him being ready for this game because hamstrings are injuries that can tend to linger if you don't get them healed right, proper, and fully. So I could see the Gophers taking it slow with Darius Taylor, letting him get fully back. And that means maybe not for this Illinois game. So like I said, Jordan Newbin's probably leading this room once again. You've got Sean Tyler, but is the trust there? Or could some of these younger faces that are maybe converting and being able to pot potentially play two-way with a redshirt freshman, 
come up and step up this week. That's going to be the biggest thing to watch for for the Gophers. But with all that, that means you're going to need to lean onto your quarterback, your young quarterback who's been putting it together more and more. Michigan State looked like his best game so far this season, and I think he can continue to build on that. The confidence is growing. The connection with the receivers is hopefully growing. The connection with Brevin Spanford is getting better, and it's coming back. So hopefully we'll see even more of that against Illinois and Ethan can go out there and have a baller game. Brevin can go out there and help open up the passing game and give a second weapon, a dangerous weapon for Ethan outside of Daniel Jackson. If you get that going and then you let Corey Crooms come in and be the third, or if Elijah Spencer can get something going, that's where you can start to really build some momentum for this offense moving forward. But the biggest question aside from the run game on the offense is can the offensive line handle Johnny Newton when he gets back, especially if Keith Randolph Jr. is also back? Can they hold it together for Minnesota and the young quarterback? Because in, this is reminding me, he's going to be back in the second half. This game is reminding me of Wisconsin last year where uh, Nick Herbig was out for the first half. And we had things going in the first half. And all of a sudden, Herbig comes back. And all of a sudden, Wisconsin's starting to create some momentum because Herbig was everywhere, bringing the juice. He was extra fired up. And he came back in that second half with a like a man on a mission, a chicken with his head cut off, absolutely ready to burn through anything. Could we see that same type of motivation from Johnny Newton being ticked off that he shouldn't have been suspended in the first half in the first place and coming with some vengeance? I think that could be a similar to, thing to what we saw versus Wisconsin last year. So the Gophers O-line is going to have to hold up and then some give some creation for your quarterback. Give some time. Give some give some help. It's going to be a big one for the offensive line. We'll see if they can handle it. But the biggest thing, like I said, we're going to have to look to those running backs. What's going to happen? We might need a big one from JoJo once again. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. We will talk even more about this Illinois matchup tomorrow. Until then, throw the boat, Sky Yumanko Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>